Welcome to Thriving Through Menopause, where we talk about this time of life, mind, body, and spirit. I'm your host, Clarissa Christensen. Each week, I'm joined by top professionals dropping their tips and advice. Remember, episodes drop every Tuesday. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a beat. And if you like this podcast, please rate and review it. Thank you, because this helps others to find the show. You can check out our website, find out which episodes are coming up, and get the latest blog and advice by going to my website, thrivethroughmenopause.com, and get ready to thrive, not just survive, through perimenopause and beyond. Welcome, lovely listeners, for another episode of Thriving Through Menopause with me, Clarissa. I am excited. And you know why I'm excited is because when I'm seeing women whose own perimenopause experiences are fueling them to set up businesses to help hundreds of thousands, maybe millions of women <laughs> change this time in our life, that, that gets me excited. And that's been a really growing phenomenon, as many of you know, in the last few years. And I have someone very special, a really special guest, and her name is Gwen Floyd. Welcome to the show, Gwen. Thanks so much, Carissa. I'm really happy to be here. I'm delighted. I mean, you are a serial entrepreneur. You've mm-hmm. been, you've launched five companies. You've had 18 years business experience, and you are turning so much of this business know-how and mm-hmm. your own personal passion into your perimenopause, menopause business called while mm-hmm. tell me more about this business what while is first and foremost for the listeners yeah absolutely um <clears throat> while is kind of a natural supplement and ingestible company really focused on achieving hormonal wellness as well as emotional wellness and balance throughout the perimenopause journey um we are plant-powered kind of all natural vegan cruelty free and we really uh, focus on kind of medicinal herbs that have been used for oftentimes like thousands of years for supporting women through kind of through the perimenopause journey and always incredibly incredibly clinically and scientifically backed like our argument is that what is currently on shelf really falls short we always say this is not a headache it's not like a one bottle or a one ingredient can solve you know 10 years of you know, the, the vicissitudes and, and changing, yeah, changing um, symptoms and experience of perimenopause. So we've really created a system of products, supplements, tinctures, and drink powders that can address kind of your experience and your symptoms as they change day to day, you know, or year to year throughout this journey to really help you achieve a sense of balance and regulation and enable you to thrive. We always say, you know, we believe women in the second half of their lives are the most powerful and meaningful resource that this world has. So we can't be benched, you know, though the world is facing a lot of issues. We need to be in positions of leadership, really feeling whole, thrive, member, active members of our community, um, fantastic parents, friends, etc. cetera. Uh, so you can really build a kind of a bright and thriving future. Yeah, indeed. And I love that sort of sense, we can't be benched. And I think more than Mm -hmm. ever, there is, all of my listeners are going, no, you know, we are not ready to give up and walk away here at all. Exactly. And we shouldn't be. My goodness, the amount of experience, knowledge, like wisdom, community network, power, etc. Like this is supposed to be a time in our lives where like, 
oh, you know, I've done all the hard work. I like finally know who I am. You know, it's like I can actually, it's everything's not black and white anymore. I understand the complexity and the depth of myself, of the world. I'm like prepared to now finally actually step into my power and fulfill my purpose. And instead, because the medical industry and culture like underserves and erases us, we actually, mm-hmm. oh, so many women really like remove themselves from the workforce, from their community, from their families, not because they want to, but because they're terrified, they're feeling terrible. And, and it's so, so addressable. And I think that's really the injustice that um, we're trying to really, really, really trying to overcome. Um, well, I kind of like, I, my, my political stance is like patriarchy couldn't have designed like anything more perfect. <laughs> You know, like right when women are like ready to step into their power, like physiology steps in, you know, and kind of cuts us off at the knees. But again, largely because like a lot of, you know, like ancient wisdom has been lost or science isn't dedicated. Science and the medical industry haven't dedicated themselves to serving us. Um, Yes. So we want to overcome those barriers and empower women and, and change culture. Yeah, and it, and I think you've really said some important things there because that we've lost ancient wisdom, mm-hmm. and you're, I was so shocked reading Caroline Perry's book Invisible Women and the section on on the medical industry. My eyes were rolling. I mean, yeah. it took, usually I read quick, and then I was like, "Are you kidding me?" I I had to read this book slowly because I couldn't believe yeah. how little investment there is in women's bodies and that and that's where people like you are coming in with science-backed mm-hmm. wisdom to to really fill the gap that we're being let down by the traditional oh. medical establishment yeah we really are and the thing is too is like what, what we're so proud of our products and so excited about the impact they're having in women's lives because we work with one of basically the preeminent um naturopathic physician and doctor that has, in an applied manner, like through her clinic, worked with women for 30 years, specializing in women's hormones in this specific change. So her knowledge is so deep from kind of the deep, deep, deep science of, of how women's hormones and physiology functions at a cellular level, as well. She's also an ethnobotanist, so as well as kind of looking back and being able to really engage folklore, traditional medicine. Um, and in addition to that, then a research scientist who is very, very senior, one of the kind of best supplement companies in North America, who then kind of joins that conversation with like, what are the best emerging natural solutions with incredible, incredible rigorous clinical testing behind them that can work synergistically with these natural products to create maximum, maximum benefit and impact for women. And so it's, yeah, we, we are in love with every one of our formulations and and I think the important thing is like they really treat the whole woman. So instead of just being like, let me throw some phytoestrogens, which are like plant-based estrogens, which I think is very typical to find on the shelf, and that'll solve the problem. We understand actually it's a three-legged stool. You can't just address the hormone system. You need to address the adrenal system, you know, regulate stress and cortisol, the endocrine kind of reproductive system, that like progesterone and estrogen and testosterone, et cetera, and also the nervous system. And it's the interaction and feedback between those three things that actually either really send us for a loop and have us feeling terribly or can be regulated and really have us feeling our best. Oh, 
I love that because I love a holistic approach that has resonance for me. Um, You know, my listeners know that I work on stress, but I'm always saying you can't beat stress um, just by managing your mind and going to talk therapy. And equally, we can't work with the perimenopause journey by yeah. just looking at one or one or the other, we have to treat the whole woman. So that is a very exactly. beautiful triumvirate. I think I've used three-legged stool analogies many times in my yeah. <laughs> oh, nice, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're really, really important. It's um, and so that's and it's very much the naturopathic approach, and why we're so enamored by it. Um, yeah. Well, one because it works. We've all had personal experience, uh, you know, over decades actually working with working with naturopaths, and now definitively as we are transitioning. Yeah, as we are, all the women founders of this company are perimenopausal ourselves. Um, but philosophically, <clears throat> it's what makes sense. Again, this is not a headache. It's not like a cut on your arm. Like you need to approach it holistically, the whole person, um, you know, the whole mm-hmm. woman to be able to be able to really achieve achieve those goals of balance yeah. and regulation. Yes, and and that is that is such a beautiful approach because it it is very different from here's a symptom treat the symptom exactly, exactly. And, and sort of crush it uh you know let's just get rid of the symptom rather than saying as you do here by looking at the different systems and their interrelationship you're looking mm-hmm. at i think naturopaths love the word root cause and of course uh, allopathic clinicians go crazy i know exactly exactly it's true <laughs> and i mean i think i think what you're saying is yeah, it's, it's so important because for us, what's really important, what, what we find problematic is how perimenopause and menopause has been very underserved. But when it is addressed, it's very much treated as like a sickness or a symptom. Like, let's crush the hot flesh. Let's like crush this. And the thing is that that in itself is just, I think, kind of a very perverse approach. We're actually not sick. This is an incredibly natural hormonal and physiological transition that all women go through, you know, with a diversity of symptoms that are expressed throughout this time. And so we also need to create not only kind of product categories and product ecosystems, but culture that can kind of embrace the new reality that no, no, we're not sick. So we don't need it's So we're not creating products that like look and taste and feel like medicine. We're not sick. We're evolving. So how can create kind of products that feel more like self-care and wellness that really support us through this process of evolution versus, you know, trying to fix us. Because again, we're not broken. This is natural. (laughs) No, we we are not broken. We can feel broken. And I think Mm -hmm. that's, for me, one of the saddest um, things that is emerging. And I, I mean, obviously, I, I work globally, as you know, Gwen, and I, the UK mm-hmm. narrative of being so broken really makes me quite sad because it also excludes 20% of women who say, well, I don't have a symptom. So you're not even, mm-hmm. you're not even working with me, but they may need support. And yep. then there's these women who are then seen held up with the most broken women held up as being the norm. And that isn't necessarily the truth either. No, it's really not the truth exactly. I mean, I'm, I come, my, you know, my, my personal journey really starts because my mother was very representative of quote unquote horrible, like the most broken, but she had very early onset, like in her mid to late thirties, very, very extreme perimenopause. Um, 
I mean, it expresses itself like in the worst possible ways, you know, the kind of those little more extreme stories I've heard. And I was young, I was in middle school, and I watched this experience, and I watched her be gaslit by the medical establishment, by doctors telling her she should go on antipsychotics, that it was all in her mind, you know, and it's just, it took a couple of years. It was really, and it was so, so, so hard on her family, it was so hard on her. But then I also witnessed after two years, she actually found a practitioner, and I was like, this is what this is. This is like a, a natural experience, you know, you're having... Yeah. A really extreme time, largely because you were underserved, you know? Yes. And within two weeks of beginning kind of a treatment plan, like she began to return to normal. And I also like that moment was so foundational for me because it showed me that the world is kind of like just like an interlocking system of very biased puzzle, puzzle pieces, like set against people of color and women and those who don't fit yeah. into kind of the standard boxes. <laughs> um, and, you know, and I, I say it turned me into an entrepreneur and it turned me into a feminist. You know, I swear at that point, I'm like, this is, even at that young age, I'm like, this is ridiculous. This is, there's so much need and it's being underserved and it's being underserved for really pernicious reasons. Yes. Um, and that, yeah, that just cannot stand. And so, in okay. what was interesting is that 30 years later, I knew it was probably coming. You know, it's largely yeah. genetic. I went to the doctor preemptively. I started feeling some like brain fog. I just didn't feel like myself. I'm like, okay, could you please test my levels? And I had to kind of tell them what they should be testing and looking out for. And then when I got the test back, like they were really kind of didn't quite know how to read them. Yeah. And then they're like, well, mm -hmm. just go back on the pill. I'm like, what are you talking about? I was like, well, I mean, I, don't, I didn't necessarily want to go on HRT, but I wanted to explore all the options. Like, yeah. can you tell me about HRT? Can yes. you tell me about bioidenticals? Can you tell me about both the counter solutions? And she was just like, but cancer, cancer. I'm like, the birth control <sighs> pill has eight times, eight times the yes. amount of estrogen as HRT. So what do you mean? It was so unfathomable to me that after 30 years like basically nothing had changed and it was similar than when i went looking for information on myself also readily accessible information and education super hard to find i was more likely to be served misinformation um yeah. and i i couldn't find myself i couldn't find content or products that i could see myself or the symptoms i was experiencing in you know, I was in my late 30s. A lot of my friends are experiencing perimenopausal symptoms in the early 40s. We're, yeah. you know, I look at the products that are available. They were geared towards almost like very, 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 very postmenopausal women aesthetically in terms of communication, in terms of like what they were addressing. Yes. And I'm like, this is ridiculous because it's not just hot flashes. Those are real. And we need to address those when you address those very effectively. But it's also sadness, anger, mm. burnout, stress. Like these are all realities that we have to address and talk to and create open, authentic conversation around and culture around. If we're going to say that we are a brand who is meaningfully and authentically trying to serve women throughout this life phase. And so that was really kind of the aha for moment for me. Like I'm a serial entrepreneur. I know how to build businesses. I've always been really passionate. My mom was a naturopath. I've always been very passionate about um kind of natural care and at that point i was like this is this is the time it needs it needs it needs to happen this is this cannot stand like this like <laughs> not, one more generation cannot be underserved yeah. and then on top of that when i began diving even deeper into it and reading the data and saying, this is also like a social justice and a racial justice issue not just yeah. like a gender justice issue you know like women of color experiencing mm -hmm. experience um, menopause earlier and far more severe symptoms because again you can't disentangle hormonal reality from emotional reality. And so the no. microaggressions, the racism, systemic yes. injustice, 
that people experience, that just feeds back kind of into the expression of symptoms that can make it up to like three times worse um, and and really and, 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 and hit earlier and in a more severe way. And so it was just, I could not, I, I simply had to, I had to work on this project. I could not, I could not walk away and I needed to find a solution that I felt was the right fit um, for women who are most symptomatic, you know, and most underserved. Yes. And while there are products out there uh, that feel like more appropriate for postmenopausal women, I feel like perimenopausal women who are most symptomatic oftentimes like are very underserved, both in terms of even understanding that perimenopausal, what this is, when it can hit. In all our surveys, almost half of the women that we um, interview like don't even know what perimenopause is. And over 30% of them are actually actively experiencing perimenopausal symptoms. So there's such, such an information gap. Um, and just like I mean, like shame and kind of paralysis too, when they realize like, oh, wait, so I'm perimenopausal. What does that mean? My life is over. Oh my gosh. You know, because it's so stigmatized. Yeah. It's just really hard. And that's one of the reasons for us that we really also trying to kind of rebrand this phase of life. Mm-hmm. Because I think as humans, unless we have kind of these meta narratives, you know, these meta narratives really serve as operating systems of our culture. Yes. And I feel like even though over the last hundred years, women's life expectancies has increased over 30 years, we have not updated our, our cultural operating system no. from these narratives of like the maiden, the mother, the crone. There's a whole third quartile of life there yes. that we haven't created culture around. We haven't created language around. So at while we're really calling that phase grown, you know, like oh. we are grown women. It's yes. much easier. I find we find for women to identify with that because yeah, yeah, I'm grown. I feel amazing. And I should, you know, this is a peak experience of life, yes. not when you start going downhill. No. And so language is so important. It's that combination of language, culture, highly effective product that actually speaks to a real, real experience mm-hmm. that we feel um, is a necessary key to unlock kind of meaningful change and how women can be served and can proactively serve themselves um, as they as they go through this life phase. I, I'm just like sitting here going, yes, 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 all the way through. That. <laughs> Yay, because, because, you know, when I hear that, and I think grown is a fabulous word. Uh, and, you know, I'll be saying, I think you'll hear me populate that because I think we have issues with crone. I mean, we understand and we've read Women Who Run With Wolves and we understand mm-hmm. the beauty of Cl- Clarissa Pinkola's book there. But crone oh. still carries so much stigma with it. It's hard for us to say, I own crone, because culture isn't yeah. allowing us to do that. But grown, yes, we are grown. We're powerful. We're wise. We have so much to give our communities our world yeah and i think the thing is i think i think without oh i'm so sorry there's a little delay go go yeah (laughs) i know i was saying and i think without grown the thing is we should revere the corona phase we should be excited about entering that life phase but without being able to experience the grown phase fully you know, and identify with it and be seen within that phase and have this peak life experience, then honestly, yeah, then we push away and we're not ready. And I feel like the magic of the crone phase is then really undermined as well, <laughs> you know, because, you know, when we're ready to step away from our full-time careers, we're ready to grandparent our own kids or other kids in the community, etc. 
and we're more ready to like enact kind of like lifelong wisdom and and have like a calmer stiller phase in life beautiful there's so much value we can contribute to in kind of to the world through that but that is not where we're at no that's not where we're at and we should not be pushed into that Mm. and it's too bad because it's like this twofold stigma you know both of the crone phase is just so valuable to culture and of um women Mm. that just have no place to turn and no culture to identify and no language to be able to grasp onto and build community around um so we always say like basically that rebranding of this phase of life and the reclamation of this phase of life is just as important as the products that we're we're bringing to the market Uh, and i think that's what women are looking for they're looking for community Mm -hmm. and a sense of belonging and that's why i think we're starting Mm -hmm. to talk more yet we haven't really joined the dots and you're right perimenopausal women are Mm -hmm. somewhere in your early 40s to to somewhere in your mid mid sort of 50s and then you know as someone who's 62 I wouldn't say I'm a crone yet I mean and so many women like me are launching businesses in our 50s are are doing different things and you know my guest that I interviewed the other day she's 93 and she's still life coaching and working with Tony Robbins so I don't know if she's a crone or not you know but but this is is it this is what we can do Mm -hmm. and be that we have this tremendous space where we are right in the prime we're right in the forefront of business and politics and everything and we are grown women and we need a home so that is beautiful that that while is is not just a set of another set of products and i'm not just seeing some of the products that are out there because some of them are, are very good but that is a point of real difference for your business isn't it yeah yeah no it truly truly is and i think as well focusing and then focusing on perimenopause which is so very much defined like from a from a biochemical like physiological standpoint it's so very much driven, um, you know, what we call like the pregnenolone steel, actually mm. this imbalance that emerges between like when your body begins to need to decide between producing DHEA, which is kind of precursor to hormones, progesterone, yes. et cetera, and cortisol. And yes. this happens, begins happening in your 30s, your late 30s, right? And yes. so all this, like those early on, early symptoms of perimenopause, um, like dysregulated periods, like intense and sometimes painful PMS, anxiety, sleep disorders, all of that is really an expression of that. Not the traditional just just the like, okay, postmenopausal estrogen just continue declines and yeah. then stabilizes at a much lower level. So it's actually a completely different story and it's ridiculous it that they're lumped together. Um the symptoms are oftentimes different. Um, the treatment and the treatment should be different too, and the solution should be different. And so we find it incredibly important to, to really focus on that. And that's why stress and emotional well being play such a huge role yes. in our products. At- yeah. And I love that because, I mean, one of the best, um, examples of describing perimenopause that I saw came from a naturopath who really said perimenopause really lives in two phases. And I'd love your view on that. But she said, like, the first phase, is this massive progesterone nosedive? Exactly. I think Lara Bryden, of course, you know, fantastic hormone author and coach mm. talks about that too. This is kind of the nosedive that we forget. And all the conversation is about estrogen, which 
to be fair, exactly. you know, to listeners, a lot of that really big decline happens very close to when your periods are nearly over. And exactly, you know, and I still well, notice when a puzzle. We're almost, and I can say I've noticed more of my estrogen decline after my period stop. That's when I've noticed that depressive yeah. and, that, and, that also and, the, and the wrinkle yeah. and the wrinkles and some of those things much later than I thought would happen. And they, they are my mm-hmm. estrogen decline. Whereas the progesterone yep. is this nosedive and you're right. It exactly. comes out in the emotional health. So it's, it's a very important thing that you're doing here with Wild because that pit bit gets deeply forgotten by the medical community and by a lot of the supplement and other product companies. So, wonderful. And it's so highly stigmatized. You know, women in our demographic, perimenopausal women, actually of this age bracket, are the highest use of users of antidepressants of any demographic in the world. Yeah. And we represent mm-hmm. the highest suicidality rate of any female demographic. Okay. So the fact that it's not addressed, I would argue, is criminal. <laughs> literally. It is literally yeah. leading. Yeah. yeah. To death and discomfort and depression and desperation of women. And again, unnecessarily. This yes. needs to be discussed. Yes. It's such uh, an enormous, enormous health issue and huge is. risk not uh, to address it, it honestly is. and straightforward. It, it is. And I think to, to not recognize and, and for clinicians to not really understand the role of progesterone a role of dhea yeah, exactly and, and, and exactly. on the major brain centers of your brain on your emotional regulatory centers on your stress mm-hmm. centers so yep. important and and so the result is anxiety it is, um, it is. panic mm. it's in it's insomnia i mean progesterone is linked to yep. all of those and and of course the body is yep. prioritizing cortisol well what else would it do <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it does how it's designed. Unfortunately, that's what it's doing. Um, yeah, and I think um, what's it going to say? Oh, yeah, and and this is also one of the areas that herbs and natural. I mean, this is beautiful, beautiful area where kind of traditional herbs and medicinals are highly effective. And let me say, if you look at kind of indigenous communities. Like our perimenopause symptoms that can be so extreme generally are not, are not experienced because they begin preemptively, like with it from a pre- preventative medicinal approach, begin nourishing their bodies like in their thirties, you know, or understanding the changes that are going to come. So they don't ever get these like crazy roller coaster spikes. And so this is also a huge loss that I, I mean, I think this is one of our products that we're really proud of that is actually a kind of hormonal wellness 40 plus. And for us, this product is beautifully effective all the way from premenopause to actually postmenopause. But it's a, also a product that is designed to also be kind of a preventative nutritive for the female body and kind of reproductive system. And to me, this is again, a social justice issue. Like women in their mid thirties should be educated that, Hey, this is a great time begin nourishing your body to ensure that you will never need to for most women never need to begin this horrible symptom ridden like roller coaster that can last up to 10 years um there are so many plants um, and natural remedies that are really helpful for this and just as if you know you want to get pregnant you're going to take a prenatal well we know now that everybody should nourish their microbiome you know with pre you know pre and probiotics this should be a similar conversation. 
Yes. Women should be taking natural over-the-counter remedies that are accessible to prevent and nourish, kind of prevent these oncoming systems and nourish their bodies. Um, and herbs are so incredible because um, so many, like phytoestrogens, which also, and phytoestrogens also can help regulate progesterone, vitex, etc. What's amazing about them as well is unlike, um, unlike per, kind of prescription or pharmaceutical estrogens um, or hormones, they're what you call amphoteric, which means that if you are hypoestrogenic that day, because like literally you're going to be like this, your estrogen will be too high or too low, too high or too low. Same with progesterone, right? Yes. Um, so if you have too much or too little of any of your kind of operating hormones, then the nature of what herbs do is actually, if you're hype, hype, um, kind of hyperestrogenic, it actually brings your estrogen down to like a very natural level. And if you're hyper, it brings it up. So it doesn't just like create an artificial upswing. It actually literally chemically works with your body to balance your hormones. And that should be your goal throughout perimenopause. Yes. Postmenopause, I actually think wonderful. Like I think thinking about just, you know, your hormone level stabilizes your estrogen mm-hmm. as a, as kind of a, eventually a much more regulated lower level. Yeah. And if you want to avoid some of the associated symptoms, great. Take something that's just going to artificially bump it yes. up and stay there. Yes. But I, I would argue, and I truly believe that is not the best, most effective, um, most pro woman or whole woman approach during <laughs> perimenopause. No, and I, and I think actually uh, that is still to a certain extent for different reasons held by the medical community too. I mean, there isn't a yeah. take hormone therapy for the rest of your life. I mean, there are a few doctors that want to advocate that, but the reality is that most are cautious of that because it's not necessary. Once you're on a stable level, you are pretty stable. Uh, You don't have the Mm -hmm. hormones. You have other things because of low estrogen, like like dryness and and some need to work in different ways. But I think what's beautiful is plant-based inside yourself as food and as medicine is the right natural journey. And when we combine that with those other things around us, like, you know, moving and being well-connected and loved and, and, and meditation and mindfulness. Of course, yeah. of course, you know, that is that we are then a whole woman approach knits these bits mm-hmm. to get so beautifully together. Yeah, no, absolutely. And honestly, it's like women in the second half of their lives are my favorite people. I've always looked up to them. I have, you know, I've had incredible women in my life. I was always, even though I knew, you know, having watched my mom, there could be difficulty in this journey. It was something that I found aspirational and exciting. And as I get older, I realize how extremely weird and rare that experience is. And to me, that is such a loss that has enriched my life so profoundly and actually helped me embrace being young and understanding that life is kind of a combination of rites of passage and different like growth opportunities. I didn't need to be everything when I was in my twenties. You know, I could, I had this whole huge life ahead of me and that, so I think, I just think we're, we're stealing so much from every single generation by not addressing and supporting and revering, you know, uh, the sec that the third and the fourth life stages that women really go through because I think that also robs so much opportunity from young women too. Indeed, and and while is part of that because your your products and are you also building a community um, as part mm-hmm. of your total 
package. Yeah, we are. And we do really believe and we understand that like in order to build, because I think that there's a lot of people building communities that it's great to build dialogue and build conversation, but to build true scalable kind of actionable community, you can need, you need shared culture, you need shared language. And so that is something that was so foundational to us. And what we see really is the DNA of what we hope will be this natural kind of massive cultural shift and transformation and how we both talk about, but as well as identify and live through these life stages. And it's been really exciting to see women um, and community embrace that um, and begin bring bonds over it, incorporate into their own lives and their own families. Uh, and so we're just excited to see how that grows from here. That is so fantastic. Gwen, it is a pleasure to talk to you with so much passion oh and this beautiful blend of of the natural, but still grounded in naturopathic science as fantastic. Tell my listeners where they can find out more about while engaging this beautiful set of products and the whole mindset of grown. Yeah, absolutely. So you can find us online and a lot of information about the products, our um, community, our stance um, on culture. Oh, did I lose you? Oh, I thought no, no, I can hear. Am I back? (laughs) Did I lose you? I do. Can you hear me now? I can hear you now. That's okay. It's not a problem. Okay. So I will. I will back up and start again. Yeah. So <laughs> at wild at wildwomen w i l e women dot com, you can find a ton of information about our products. You can purchase our products. Uh, you can learn about you know the science behind this life phase, as well as kind of culture, community, and how we're really trying to rebrand um, and reclaim the the kind of the beauty of these phases of life. Then, if on shelf, you can find us at Whole Foods, all Whole Foods. You can find us at Walgreens, um, and also online you can find us at Grove Collaborative. <clears throat> if you're a member there, attend a shop there for your kind of wellness or home products. Uh, and then we'll, we'll be launching quite a few new natural retailers and other large retailers in the coming year, which is very, very exciting. Um, one of the things I recommend is when you go to our site, we have a quiz which really helps um, you engage and think about what's going on in your body, and then it really helps direct you to like what kind of what products we or how you can engage the ecosystem at this specific point in your perimenopausal journey. That is fantastic. We will be putting all that beautiful information in the show notes so that the listeners can find out more and have an opportunity to really engage, do the quiz, know where they're at, and find a product that would support their perimenopause and menopause journey. Yeah, and we'll also be sharing with you um, a discount code for all your listeners. So um, you can post that as well. We certainly will put that and encourage you, my listeners, to engage in that too. Gwen, it, it's an absolute pleasure. I'm delighted that we were connected and we could have this beautiful yeah. conversation. Thank you. Truly, Carissa, me as well. And thank you for really promoting these conversations and helping normalize, normalize kind of women engage your bodies think about these issues in like a meaningful and contemporary and important way (laughs) thank you for listening to thriving through menopause if you like this podcast episode please hop over to my website thrivethroughmenopause.com and rate and review it and thank you if you do that because it helps others to find the show
Want more news and views on perimenopause and menopause? Then sign up to my weekly newsletter, Heart of Menopause, over on Substack. Thank you once again for listening and see you next week for another guest interview helping you to thrive through menopause.